0: Hey, Alex, how we doing? Yo, yeah, what's up? Welcome to the Ben Mucker Podcast, and welcome to any muckers listening in. How's your day going? I um, uh, can't complain, just
1: tutoring student-athletes today, mostly doing reading, writing, shit like that, but uh, it's great to be here, man. I never, oh, thought, yeah? I'd, never thought I'd make it here.
0: To <laughs> the uh, Ben Mucker Podcast, welcome. But How you been, man? What the fuck you been up to? Uh, so I moved up to Boston, got a sales job. Um, just been smiling and dialing, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what are you selling? Um, so it's kind of crazy. I work for a company called Reveneer that partners with other businesses to completely build their sales program. Okay. And the, the company that they are. So there's different teams throughout Reveneer. And the team I'm on is a team called Quantum Mob. And Quantum Mob is a company that is for companies to outsource their web app desktop development. It's kind of like interesting that both parties like kind of outsourced or, you know, for companies to outsource. Um, but I'm essentially selling tech services. So if you're a business and you need a website, you need an app, whatever it may be. I, you know, call these people up and I'm like, hey, this is Connor from Quantum Mob. Reason for the call today. I saw you were looking to bring on a web developer. <laughs> Here at Quantum Mob, we uh, have come to and Launch successful digital products. And I was just curious, do you typically keep that development in-house or are you looking to outsource?
1: Wow, that sounds hella convincing, actually. <laughs>
0: hey, thank you very much. You know, if there's one nice thing about sales, I mean, there's a couple of nice things, but if there's one really nice thing, I think it uh, has improved my conversation skills a good bit.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you're like, I mean, I, I don't think you're cold calling people all day, but I can imagine uh, you've probably gotten hung <laughs> up on more than a few times.
0: Oh, I definitely have. It is a lot of, I mean, we source for part of the day, you know, and like find good leads to call, but I'm definitely cold calling these people. Um, Have you considered just working at a call center? I mean, I kind of was over the summer, except rather than being. Oh, wait,
1: no, you were doing that Bank for America shit, weren't you?
0: Yeah, ACT. Yeah, goddamn, Dude, those
1: motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I, uh, that, that dude, so I was going to do that with Nick and, uh, you know, but yeah, and, uh. So I get the number of the recruiter guy. He calls me. Really, <laughs> really nice fucking guy. Really nice, um, mm-hmm. ex-military guy. Blah blah blah. Um, I think the same dude called me. Honestly, yeah, because we kept like referring people, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know how many uh, fucking stories there are, but." I'm <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, thought that job was in the bag. Uh, did all the paperwork. Did the background check. Uh, yeah. Don't have any criminal history to my knowledge. Um, two or <laughs> two or three weeks passed. I emailed the guy no response uh and i just never end up getting the fucking job and meanwhile the are you kid serious I, yeah dude and the, the kid oh, i lived what? with the kid i lived with at the time um fucking pippins you probably met pippins at some point in your life but... yeah
0: yeah of course just when you were in Gainesville. yeah <clears throat> yeah bro I, I grew up with pippins i went to middle school with pippins oh um, shit are you serious i swear to god oh that's
1: funny Um, uh, but i referred him and uh you know he got the job to my knowledge are you shitting me yeah before i did and i was like what the
0: fuck bro that um, is so weird but yeah so that that could have been a good opportunity um you know i don't think you're like i mean i appreciate act bringing me on and hiring me during the (laughs) pandemic but that (laughs) job was miserable i wasn't even answering calls i was just like processing debit card claims on the back end oh man okay the best thing I had, though, I think I might have told this on a previous podcast, but there was one transaction where someone just ran up, like, a $500 check on OnlyFans and then claimed it as fraud <laughs> for, for, like, $500. Shit,
1: man. That might have been me. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I mean, We get to see names on these people. I don't remember the dude's name, but I was fucking dying when I saw that. Wait,
1: did, you, did you approve the claim?
0: Yeah, I did, like. Dude, no one knew what was going on, and like usually you have to ask an advisor. But like, I gave him a temporary credit, I think, and then an advisor like officially approves it or denies it. But yeah, I gave him the temporary credit. I was like, well, well he... you know, you know what? Yeah, let's give the man the benefit of the doubt. He clearly, clearly, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, knows... all the sex workers, but I don't know if he got like maybe it was legit. Who knows? Yeah. Probably not, but you never know. No rational, <laughs> okay.
1: no rational person would drop five hundred dollars on. Uh, on... <laughs>
0: not when there's an internet full of free porn exactly yeah, you exactly fucking nuts.
1: yeah yeah I don't, I don't i don't get that shit but
0: no i guess maybe if like you had a high school crush like i guess and i mean it's more so like i guess for our generation kind of growing up in that timeline if you had a crush and you never got to see that girl's boobs and then 10 years later she's like selling her nudes right yeah but you
1: know there's two things wrong with that the first thing is that the girls from my high school that i know who are on only i guess our high school but you left because you're a pussy but the ones that <laughs> the ones that from my are from my high school are the ones that do not have a lot of production value uh <laughs> physically speaking so it's, it's kind of <laughs> odd but i've heard they're quite successful nonetheless so i don't know hey good for them um, oh, but yeah. the second thing is it it takes away all the fucking intrigue, you know, if, if you know, because in school, it's That's like, true. you know, you have that sense of wonder, you know, you want to fucking, you know, whatever, but you know, fair. It totally goes away with that. So I don't know. And not to mention, it's horribly degrading and all that, but I'm not going to get into the fucking post-feminist uh, condition
0: right now because they're in a very tough spot. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's a good point, though. Like, I guess they got to get creative with their content. But I mean, there's only, especially if you're just kind of like by yourself, you know, like doing your own thing i mean how many angles can you get you know yeah that's kind of run out of that's that's
1: exactly what i'm thinking there's there's got to be limits to creative liberty and uh the things (laughs) the things that you could that you
0: could do in, in that job but i'm sure there are innovators in the field yeah, no doubt. It just reminds me of like all the porn videos with shitty acting in the beginning. Yeah. I can see people like, you know, doing like the TikTok thing where they're like both actors <laughs> in the thing. And it's like knocking on their doors like pizza man's here and they like pretend to be the... <laughs> and then like they just end up fucking themselves. Hey man, those those guys walked, so the hose on only can run. You know,
1: I mean, a lot of those people are actually theater students as well. So it's it's sad. You know, people that actually wanted to go to acting school never could find a job, so they end up you
0: know going to adult film. It's a really tragic thing. Yeah. <laughs> I. I you know, I wonder if that really is the case because some of the acting in those things is so bad. I guess maybe that's why they didn't end up in the actual uh, film industry, but rather in the adult film industry. Well,
1: see, I think it's the opposite. I think their acting's usually fantastic, and that that level of acting should be solely reserved for adult film.
0: <laughs> I don't know what videos you've been watching, but you got to send me those videos because yeah. I, I i have only seen horrible acting. Oh, it's a whole—I'll whole, send you—I'll send you all of these like three act,
1: three act opera fucking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got you. Oh right. yeah, good
0: looks, good looks. It's all about the emotion, right? Yep. <laughs> all about really selling it. Mm-hmm. Make you edge yourself, keep you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> uh, grueling, grueling stuff. <laughs> One time Travis told me to edge myself because I would last longer during sex, but that wasn't the case. Well, he's
1: not, I don't think he's wrong there. I think he has your best interest in mind. Um but then again, I mean, you know what? Maybe I just edged myself wrong, but that shit did not work. <laughs> the I think it's, um, you know, I have a feeling he's probably, he's probably been practicing for years. So he's, you know, <laughs> it's probably easier for him to prescribe that, but easier said <laughs> than done. Touché. Not to mention, I mean, isn't Travis like fat as fuck? How the fuck long could he pop it? <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, edge me for the, an extra fucking 30 seconds so you can ride me like while I lay on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, no disrespect to Travis. I, I've only
0: met him like twice, but <laughs> no, yeah, we love you. We love you, Trav. But yeah, listen, <laughs> white buddy, no doubt. For last time, last time I hung with Trav, and he'll admit to this. I was with Nick, and fucking me and Nick are just sitting there playing Call of Duty. All of a sudden, Travis takes fucking ramen, puts like Velveeta mac and cheese on top of that. Takes a bag of fucking, I think it was Doritos or Cheetos or something, mashes them up, puts it on top of this fucking disgusting mac and cheese ramen thing, mixes it all up, and then proceeds to scarf down this cancer on a plate. And like halfway through, he looks at Nick and I, he's like, Oh, wait, I'm sorry, you boys want any of this? Oh my god. <laughs> like, uh, no. This
1: man has to be stopped, dude. He
0: has to be stopped. He's he's a danger to himself <laughs> and others. <laughs> he was telling us that it was I guess it was like a fucking jail deluxe. Or a luxury to eat that meal, so... I mean, you know, I guess I can't knock it till I try it, but it does not sound too... You know appetizing. what, that's a good point. I've been knocking it this whole time, but I didn't try it, but that was mostly in part because he was scarfing it down, and there was no way I was gonna eat after that, but... Well, I
1: can't fuck with... You're right. I can't fuck with ramen, dude. I have, like, I have like childhood trauma from ramen. Like, I can't... The smell <laughs> of it makes me... Why? What dry. happens...
0: Um, back, what happened to your childhood that fucked up So back when
1: I was, uh, I have this one distinct memory when I was younger, um, where Mm -hmm. I was trying to play that fucking, uh, uh, that Lilo and Stitch game on the computer where you fucking stack the sandwich. Do You remember that shit? (laughs) No, I never. played. All right. Well, this was a famous, this was like a famous fucking game. Um, and it's, I still see it (laughs) resurfaced on Twitter every now and then. But anyway, um, every time I'd want to play this game, I'd want to play it after dinner. And there mm-hmm. was one fucking night, <laughs> my mom made ramen, and I refused to fucking eat it. So she wouldn't let me play the game. So she ended up essentially force feeding me the ramen, and I was like crying the whole time. And you know. so I can't. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I did get to stack the sandwich after that, but it came at a heavy nice. cost.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do not miss those days. No. I think that's like the moment I realized I was an adult when I had to start cooking for myself. Oh wow, you, fucking weird! Feeling. You cook for yourself. I do. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. I eat out way too much. Like, so definitely blow too much money eating out. Uh, me and you both, man. I... Yeah. What do you like to cook? Um, omelets. Growing up, my mom was not the best cook. Love my mom to death. God bless that woman. But <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ, throw her into the bus, man.
0: <laughs> Bro, I'll tell her straight up. I, I joke about it all the time. She would always make chicken and rice, and I fucking was so tired of chicken and rice. Growing oh up. man, Mike. My dad was always cooking up omelets, so I've made a bunch of omelets. Love cooking meat, you know. What guy doesn't love getting on the grill and, or even the fucking pan? Hey, let's cook let's, that let's not narrowly define masculinity, eh? Hey, you're right. You know what? You're right. That's a good point. That's no, a good point. A
1: fuck. It's uh no go on. Sorry.
0: No, I was just saying you're right. I mean, I like to cook on the pan too. Um, lots of meats. Been making some French toast recently. I realized you just got to put eggs on top of like cinnamon bread fucking voila mm. delicious simple um simple and i've been making so many nuggies bro i love chicken nuggies What? that's like the good fuck? throw those things in the oven oh yeah so you're not like but like do you do you bread the pieces of okay oh, okay, okay, no. okay you know what though that's actually not a bad idea maybe i should start breading my chicken bro nuggies. i used
1: to do that i did that at chick-fil-a for like two years just bread 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 <laughs> and fucking chicken so
0: you're an expert brother i see. yeah
1: i just i lack the ingredients now and i totally am a lazy piece of shit but i only i only cook <laughs> breakfast i do enjoy cooking breakfast but it's really hard for me to
0: eat when i wake up so it's kind of like a curse mm, that's a good point dude i agree about the waking up and like i need a second too when i wake up stomach's always on fucked I don't up. Know what that is i wonder what that is i don't know a lot
1: of people have that
0: yeah I don't know, maybe it's a weed smoker thing. Perhaps, yeah. That would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so how how you liking Colorado being a Florida boy?
1: Um, you know, there's there's not a whole lot that's not to like here besides the people that live in the city. <laughs> in boulder (laughs) Um, i don't know they're just like a particularly kind of like abhorrent detestable uh affluent white Mm. population i mean it's like literally homogenous like i've seen one black person the entire time i've been here and he happened to be a Jaguars fan i shit you not no way he's wearing a jaguar Mm -hmm. hat i was like holy fuck um it's actually kind of lit but um yeah, no, Boulder's great. Uh, and Colorado generally is a really nice place. It's just uh, – it suffers from a lot of the same problems that um, a lot of Western cities suffer from, uh, especially with, like, like
0: – homelessness and shit. Yeah,
1: it, yes, exactly. I mean, like, affordable housing is a huge fucking problem in Boulder specifically. And I don't know. It, it's a mm-hmm. college town thing. Um, but. yeah. How close is Boulder to Denver? Uh, it's a good uh, – it's only about 40 minutes. Um, you just hop on uh, oh, a highway, it yeah, it's it's a straight shot, so it's not too bad. Oh, yeah. I never – I've only gone over there a couple times, though. I got to – you know, I don't get out too much, but um, – my friend uh, my friend came and visited me a couple weeks ago. and We went to the Blue Moon Brewery down there, and it's, you know, it's a nice city. The homelessness is... Dude,
0: that's unreal. Blue Moon's, like, my favorite I like... beer. I did not realize that was that shit's fucking Denver.
1: terrible. Blue Moon is terrible. Dude, you don't like it's the Blue shittiest Moon? wheat beer I've ever ingested. Who the... F- like, fuck citrus and beer. Whoever does that <laughs> should go to hell. It's like pineapple and pizza. It's fucked up. Because I fucked myself. But...
0: I love both hey, you're
1: entitled to like what you like. I don't I just don't like their Belgian white. I like their IPA is fine. But
0: like if it's a wheat beer, you can fuck off. Mm. Have you tried that like new like light tangerine one? I you know? haven't.
1: To be honest, I, I do not drink very much at all anymore. I think fair. any reason yeah, for Yeah, because of you know uh rampant alcoholism in like college. You know, you do that for two years and uh you either get out of it and you realize this is not sustainable and i'll like literally kill myself slowly or you realize that it isn't sustainable and uh you know
0: per, you know my, my, yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much
1: but i you know i compensate with other
0: drugs so it's really not that great hey i, I hear that and plus dude, it's me, something i wrong. changed my uh, own thing to a train whistle oh, it's on. and that just went off
1: it's um the, you know the first time i got drunk here um i ended up getting like extremely hammered after like three beers and it, it's something to do with the the altitude up here so i really just i don't drink when i'm here pretty much ever
0: Dude, it's funny you say that because i was in Colombia last summer and i got fucking more drunk than i've ever been in my life there because same thing it's like super high up the altitude i have never had a hangover that was worse in my life what, what the fuck were you were you on a uh, were you on a crusade i don't know what i was thinking i was on i was there for like some film internship and one night it was weird because like i was doing a film internship program that lasted like two months but there were kids who were doing like a foreign policy program or something that only lasted three weeks so it was those kids like last couple nights there so like let's get hammered so i was like hell yeah i'm all for it did not think about the altitude all i remember from that night is like being in the taxi and being like guys i'm gonna fucking puke everywhere and the taxi driver's like yelling in spanish like some shit i don't understand everyone everyone is like come on man just please like we're so close don't do it yet so we we're like two blocks away we finally pull up i open the door yak everywhere (laughs) then we ended up then we ended up going into some gay club that was actually unreal there was like 27 rooms in this place i don't know what it was but like the group i was with just loved going to this oh, gay yeah, club I'm sure i'm sure it was the group it was the group so yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude say what you want this was the coolest club i've ever been to in my life <laughs> but i re- i remember there was like a boxing ring and it, this was our second time going and the first time i was like let's a boxing ring in there like that doesn't there, make much sense but i was like whatever in the bar. Dude, and dude it's a club 27 rooms in this bitch like one of the biggest clubs i've ever been to and it was and there were like beautiful women too are you talking like are you talking like private
1: rooms like small rooms or like it's a whole fucking building
0: like almost a whole fucking building
1: it was insane
0: so it so anyways after throwing up like i kind of regained myself we go in this club and i we and i see a dude like dancing up in the boxing rink and i'm like hmm so i go over dude like pulls off his pants <laughs> just like beating his dick on the stage just going going into town on his oh, shit God. and one of the girls one of the girls from my like group looks back at me and she's like oh this is my kind of scene oh, no. oh. at that point i was like i gotta get the fuck like i'm too drunk like i don't know what's going on like i just want to be in my bed so I, me and my boy met up and uh somehow like made it back and then the next day that girl who like said this is my scene at the um club Ended up losing her phone, but had all her money intact, everything intact. But I I, I have no idea how she got home. But I, like the running theory is that she just like paid for the taxi with her iPhone.
1: That, that, that wouldn't surprise me. And I also have the suspicion that she probably has little to no recollection of saying that that her that that club is her type of shit. Because I don't <laughs> think it was.
0: But that's, that's <laughs> wild, man. It was a I yeah. A- and the next day, bro. It's never been more hungover in my life. I think um
1: I think Columbia might be very far down on the
0: list of uh
1: internship locations if I was if I was offered one. <laughs> I mean I'm sub- <laughs> like you're describing it like it's a like it's a modern uh like it's a modern country, which I'm not doubting it is. I've never been, but I've always just associated it with uh degradation, rampant crime, disease, filth, you know.
0: Dude, I mean, it really did make me like don't get me wrong, I fucking love Colombia. And it is like I think it's a first world country. And no, it like, <laughs> but but to your point, it like it makes me appreciate America so much more because I feel bad because like the people in Venezuela, oh,
1: God, yeah.
0: literally walking over to Colombia, mm. there's so much poverty there. People like coming up to you, demanding you give them money, saying like mil peso, mil yeah. peso, like down there, you know, and j- just like the bus system, it, it 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 was so I don't know, humbling is kind of the word I Absolutely. think about, yeah. But it was also hella cool and, like, so mountainous. Went to Medellin and Cali. It was an unreal experience, but definitely very humbling to see, like, the conditions some people are, you know, have mm-hmm. to live in.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, definitely, that's definitely true. You know, the, the South America in particular, and this is characteristic of a lot of countries that uh, are kind of in bad shape currently, are just rot. They're wrought mm-hmm. by internal conflict, and uh, Colombia is no exception to that. Um, And neither is like Bolivia and Paraguay as well. Like there are these, Mm I don't know if you ever heard of the Chaco Wars. Um, They don't direct, it doesn't directly involve Colombia, but the Chaco Wars were from like 1932 to like 36, I think. Um, But it was between Bolivia Mm -hmm. and Paraguay. And uh, it it was pretty much, I I don't want to say this is, like, the primary factor in, like, the region's instability, but it cost cost Uh them a ton. And that's a war that, like, is never taught in school and, like, never fucking heard of. But, you know, it's all these, like, local disputes that end up completely changing the development or the course of development for a nation. And, you know, we don't learn about them.
0: And, dude, it's such a shame because, like, you talk to the people there. There are so many nice and great and genuinely kind people there. But you can tell they're so embarrassed about kind of the narco Mm -hmm. history. And, like, you know, I brought up the show Narcos one time and everyone looks at me like, shush, like, don't talk about it. Because, like, you can tell they're just, like, genuinely humiliated by stuff that really wasn't their fault at all, but just kind of fucked over the country. How do
1: you how do you how do you separate? yourself from the identity or the 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 connotation of colombia is literally cocaine and that's it like and, and, Matt, and absolutely, How do, you, how do you absolutely like, how, do you, how do you alter a national identity of, like that like you can't it's too late now like that's probably mm-hmm. yeah, amen know, that's, it's sad shit but i mean until i guess you'd have to do something so tremendous and magnificent and powerful that it would overshadow the uh the cocaine thing but that's really fucking hard to do i think
0: Oh, yeah, especially nowadays, like, with technology, like, uh, I mean, you look back to, like, and obviously, like, fascism is never the route, but, like, people like Hitler, Stalin, who were able to kind of, like, take a country, and that's the opposite of what they would need to do, because for someone to have that much power nowadays, just, um, I think it's become so much harder to, like, gain and hold on to power with technology, and you you just can't get by, you can't get by with the little shit like you used to in the past, because people... (laughs) only had like one or two ways to get that is news, the fucking truth know? and you know while we're on the topic
1: of hitler let me play devil's advocate for a second um no i'm just fucking Please. kidding i'm not doing that but, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a... It, its a dark comedy <laughs> podcast, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you—you're you, absolutely right. Um, those those countries in the—I mean, those respective situations—the the countries were ripe for a radical ideological shift. And uh, you can blame whatever the fuck you want for Hitler's rise to power. I blame the Treaty of Versailles, but um, it's always this idea of the—I don't know—I don't want to get into Germany and Russia. I really don't, because I'll just fucking go off.
0: Um, Hey, dude!
1: I like talking about. I mean, Russian Pacific. Well, Germany, I uh, I TA'd for a history of the Second. Um, I TA'd for it last fall, and it was from the Russian perspective. Oh yeah, and um, That's it dope. started out, you know, like pre pre World War II, and uh, with Stalin's 1st five, first five year plans, and um, it's uh so like. Russia was able to industrialize the entire nation after, you know, a pretty, they, you know, the Russian revolution broke out like three years into the first world war. They had to pull out, they were in a terrible fucking spot. Um, And then Stalin comes to power and he decides that Russia is going to industrialize in half of the time, not actually a third of a third of the Mm -hmm. time that the other Western nations were able to industrialize. So like in all of the uh, major industrial areas of the country, like there it is the like worst possible fucking working conditions you can imagine but this also you have to keep in mind is like it's the 1930s like it's 1935 the depression is happening like americans are defecting from the country Mm -hmm. and going to work in russia because there's work there like it's it's an insane fucking time
0: holy i did not know that americans were going to russia Yes, in the
1: 1930s, there was like a sizable portion of the American population that actually thought there was potential in socialism, and things were so bad in the states. Like we had bread lines in the United States in the 1930s, like for for most of them. And it's um, you know, people don't people don't realize that, but they're it's not a significant portion God, by any means. But yeah, uh
0: huh. But still, I mean, that's I mean, there's like there were
1: fascist I mean, parties in America, like there was like you know. Back in the day, there was room. There was a lot more room
0: for like third parties and, and other affiliations to kind of grow. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up. I kind of talked about it in the podcast I posted today, with my roommate Bryce, but like nowadays it's like they want you to pick one party so they can polarize you and then just feed you a fuck ton of content that just is in line with what you believe. And then it makes you only believe in that stronger. I don't know if you've seen the documentary, The Social Dilemma yet on Netflix. Um, I don't think so. No. It basically just talks about like how we're essentially the products with these social media apps and they just are constantly using AI to get better and better and better at feeding you content. That's going to keep you scrolling <laughs> for longer. sending you notifications on your phone for this and that. It also kind of stressed how like people are only going to follow things that they want to see and hear. And then it's kind of the age of misinformation because, I mean, like, for example, based on where you live, if you type in climate change into Google, it'll either say climate change is a hoax, climate change is a serious problem, you know, whatever it is, kind of depending on where you're located and a couple other factors about what your past internet history has been. You're
1: absolutely right. And you're you're preaching to the choir here. Um, Unfortunately, uh, uh, there's this project I was working on last summer, and it was about um, studying literature by using data science. But one of the things that I read about in hmm. the articles, because um, we wrote a textbook, we were writing a textbook, and um, there's this thing called the knowledge doubling curve, uh, and it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just um, the rate at which the entirety of human knowledge doubles over a period of time. And I think it used to be up until like the turn of the century, it used to be like once every couple of years or something like that. But now it's like once every, Uh you know, eight hours or like, you know, eight days, like it's, it's exponentially increased. So what's happening is that. The the technology and the algorithms and all of this shit that's developing is outpacing the ethical and um, moral concerns that like the scholarship is able to write about it. So like we will able we're going to be able to understand the like mental effects of Twitter and social media and all of that thirty years from now, probably. And by that time, it'll be Mm -hmm. way too fucking late. Like these these apps and technology is they are literally changing the interface of reality itself. They are changing human nature, and it's
0: extremely fucking dangerous. But Dude, that's crazy you haven't watched The Social Dilemma because that is exactly what it talks about. It's talking about how depression, anxiety, all these things are on the rise because if a kid doesn't Mm -hmm. get enough likes because they've been programmed Mm -hmm. by these devices, that there is, like, value to their life based Mm -hmm. on how many likes they get. So, of course, these kids start having anxiety and freaking out and panicking and being depressed because they're not getting enough likes when in reality it's just an algorithm that for some reason just doesn't show their content to as many of their followers because maybe their followers, you know, just it's, don't engage
1: with it as much. It's, it's, whatever it's, it is. Really, it's it's tragic. It's tragic. And, and there, there definitely is a significant relationship between social media and, and mental health, especially among the younger generations. And um, yeah, but I, I was surprised mm-hmm. by what you said. I actually didn't know. I didn't consider that like, depending on where you are will affect search results. That is, that's actually crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't consider that, but that's, that's,
0: Of course, because like, why would Google ever release it? You know, like I saw it's like these big tech companies, like as much as we love them, I feel like they're kind of fucked. Like Apple came out with a new iPhone, right? And then if you watch the presentation, I mean, I will say I love Apple, but I also hate them because I watch this presentation. They're talking about we saved 10 million tons of or whatever it was of carbon waste by not putting a phone charger Mm -hmm. in your iPhone. But that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, because A, you're just going to have to go out and buy another one that they had to, you know, make carbon waste to make this charger. So they're just yes. going to charge you more money. And then B, think about how much carbon or how much like pollution they made from creating all exactly. these new iPhone 12s and all the old models that they've created. I mean, it's a ton of pollution. Totally for our right. environment. But
1: the thing is they're banking on the average consumer, not thinking that deeply or complexly. And unfortunately the average American consumer, yep. the average American consumer is not very capable of complex thought. And even if they are, they don't give a shit where it comes from or about the environment. Um, And I can't really blame them to be honest. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is a this is just a shitty time to be alive.
0: And I mean, it kind of. I mean, it is. And and, you know, it's like, but it's also great in the sense, like, you know, I've I've had anxiety like cold calling people, and I'm definitely getting over it now. But in the beginning, like, my heart would race so fast when I would go Mm -hmm. to cold call people. But then I like I constantly try and remind myself. I'm like. I'm going to a job where I get free snacks. (laughs) I have everything I need, a fucking restroom. I mean, I know that sounds dumb, but like, I'm like telling myself these things. I'm like, I could be working like a Chinese sweatshop, busting my (laughs) balls for no wage, fucking miserable. Like I have access to the internet. I have Mm -hmm. access to an iPhone. I can call anyone. Like I'm literally, if I make a deal, I make a commission. Like I can't really bitch about it but it's in still, the, in the like, grand
1: scheme of human history we are we hit the fucking lottery for sure
0: yeah exactly but to your point it's like if we don't figure this shit out and that's kind of what the social dilemma talks about if we don't make this technology better stop making kids so addictive and dependent on it we are going to fuck ourselves over. And you're right. Like academia cannot keep up with the pace it's growing because of course technology yeah, no. I mean, I mean, is exponentially. Dude, it's It's
1: like one of the more recent articles that was published about eBooks in general and screen reading and their effects on reading comprehension. Um, they were, they were talking about the founding of Google books, which was like 2004 as like a novel concept. So they're Ooh. like a full, they're over a decade behind. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it's pretty depressing. God,
0: out of curiosity, what did that study kind of say about yes. e-reading? I'm guessing it's not good for your eyes. It's bad for... It's not the same as... And it's also kind of a late... I mean, I don't know if it's a laziness thing, but like any word you don't understand, you can just click, look up. You don't really think about how to spell it versus like actually taking the time to open a dictionary find that word read what that word is go back to your book yeah
1: that's um yeah that's that you you nailed several several points of it um but i think the most the most depressing part of it um is they they, there was a study conducted where they tracked the eye movement of uh you know a couple hundred people reading a passage and they determined that those that screen read versus print read Um, Those that screen read kind of read in the pattern of an L, so they will read down the right hand margin, but they will essentially leave the left side of the page. Uh, ignored. They won't even read it. So it's like, screen reading promotes skimming, skim reading, pro- I mean, uh, screen reading promotes, you know, shortcuts, like you said, um, it promotes, uh, and, and, it, and it hugely affects comprehension. I mean, like, it's, and, and it's bad for your fucking eyes. I mean, I, I just bought a fucking um, Kindle Paperwhite, because I cannot, I screen read for like eight hours a day, and I cannot stand it anymore. So...
0: What is a kindle? Um, it's, just paper, a,
1: it's a device, but it has no blue light, no like any of that shit. Like it literally just looks like a piece of paper. Um and uh that's kind yeah, of yeah, I I didn't know kind they of created that. thing, but I just copped it for Prime Day. Um and it, you know, it was like 70 bucks,
0: not bad. No, fuck yeah, dude. And, and you know, it's funny you say that because like I was literally, of course, looking on mm-hmm. Amazon, another tech giant, for some blue light glasses because I'm staring at these screens all day oh, sourcing, yeah. trying to find companies. And it's Bro, just a fucking strain of so your eyes. Up that, like, like, no. They
1: created they created a, a newer model of the Kindle. It's called the Kindle Oasis. And one of the defining selling points of the Kindle Oasis is that it has an adjustable warm light. So like it's like it's like you could either fuck your eyes or you could fork up an extra like fifty bucks and like fuck your eyes a little bit
0: less. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but you know, this is what it's come to, man. No, you're right, dude. And it's like I mean, we can shit on Amazon, we, we, can shit on Walmart, we shit on Walmart, Target, Apple, we all these companies. Yeah, it's like we can shit on them, but at the same time, like, I mean, socialism doesn't seem to work that great either in many places, and it's not like we're not going to use these products. Like, they definitely made our life yeah, easier. Yeah, you know, I don't know
1: if we're going off track, uh, off theme here, because I have a, like the previous ones have been mostly like, you know, fucking, you know, low, low extremely low <laughs> without humor, <laughs> but. Um, but um, you're tapping into a, <laughs> we're tapping into a very, uh, very big issue here um, because, you know, I, I study English and all of my professors and my students are, you know, they're Marxists, essentially. And uh, the thing is, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily that that Marxism or socialism or any of that is bad. It's that. Uh, it provides, it provides a balance or it's supposed to provide a balance of political ideology for like the average person, but obviously it doesn't look like that. It always sounds good Mm -hmm. in theory. And then, you know, in practice, it's extremely messy, but, um, yeah, we can blame capitalism, uh-huh. but at the same time, dude, it's it's a futile exercise to attack capitalism uh, in any way, because capitalism has this amazing ability to absorb fucking everything, even its opposition. So, like, the resist movements, the protest, all of that make use of mm-hmm. the capitalist system. You cannot get around it. You can't get outside it. It's easier to imagine the end of the world than it is the end of capitalism. Like, it's, it is a fucking monster that cannot be defeated. So, like, we might as well just fucking – I mean, I don't know. You have the debate between – no, dude, that's a great from, point. Like, we're we're in a we're in a version of capitalism, late stage capitalism, where it's very bad. But what a lot of what Marx said in the Communist Manifesto has come to pass, especially in uh, the viewing of human life as a uh, commodity, as worker, as things like that. Like, um, but when Marx was writing, a lot of people I don't think mm-hmm. have read the Communist Manifesto. But when Marx was writing, uh, he's he's writing primarily about the factory system. So the whole idea there and the idea of estranged labor was that, for example. A guy working in a textile factory so he's making clothes um he works mm-hmm. on, on an assembly line for like eight or nine hours a day he makes like fucking 50 cents and fucking coupons whatever the fuck and he has no connection with the product that he makes And if you go back to earlier civilizations, you have things like artisans, craftsmen, things like that. They make it themselves. They make it directly with them, like with their hands, you know, like they're actually involved in the process. Um, Mm -hmm. But the factory system completely uh, depersonalized uh, the labor system. So it it essentially strips us of our humanity and turns us into essentially inanimate objects, uh, commodities. That's it. We're just like numbers in an equation. Um, Yeah.
0: And nowadays that's turned into like every quarter. Let's increase our revenue Mm -hmm. stream. Let's grow, let's grow. And that just goes back to these tech giants, like putting profit over fucking, like you were saying, human nature. Like they don't give a shit if they make kids depressed because they need to grow quarter after quarter. They need to grow profit. They need to grow revenue in the capitalist system, which like I know is a little, I mean, a little more modern than a factory worker, but that's a great point. It takes all of like the craftsmanship, the integrity of like whatever it was they're building, and it's just yeah. like let's see how many we can push out. I mean, Marx also consider
1: the idea of the promotion, uh, among other things. But um, in in nature, yeah, he. I mean, you know, he mm-hmm. spelled this out. But like, big fucking deal. Like, you know, there's nothing we can fucking do about it now. And that's why, essentially, I think in our lifetime, uh, there's either going to be like a wholesale revolution or, you know, global war or something like that, because, um, the younger generations seem pretty intent on overhauling. And I'm not saying that's, that's the best course of action by any means, but, um, I don't know. It's, I don't know, man.
0: Dude, I, I still like, I I don't know. I mean, I believe you obviously, but it's crazy. You said you haven't watched the social dilemma because they asked like, one guy, like, what do you think is the biggest threat right now? And the dude literally goes, I think in the short yeah, term absolutely. civil war. Definitely a civil war. And yeah, I mean dude, it's like I mean, think about this.
1: Like think think of it, like so like when I taught two years ago, the freshman I have there, um, they they you think if mm-hmm. you think we were bad on our phones in school, like if you take the yeah. take it away from them for like thirty seconds, it's like they go through fucking withdrawals, like literal withdrawals, if they don't have it like on them. Like it's if they don't have the constant oh, stimulation. Damn. Um, it it just completely fucks them up. And the the most sad part of all of this is that they are completely unaware that they are trapped within this very fucked up and uh, just like, I don't know, um, um, evil, essentially evil Mm -hmm. system. I mean, for lack of a better word, evil, if anything, impersonal. But, I mean, they're just never, by the time they realize it, I
0: don't know, man. It's just... No, dude. I mean, you're right. It's like a fucking social pacifier. Like, I... Like any moment you're uncomfortable. Oh, I don't Mm -hmm, want to acknowledge this mm -hmm. person in the hallway. I don't want to say anything. Let me check my phone. Let me pull it like out. Go into your
1: like walk around, go outside and like count the number of people that aren't just fucking looking at their phones. Like, look at the fucking sky. Like, you know, parks used to be a thing, like, like just parks in general mm-hmm. used to be a thing. People go, they enjoy, they went, you know, this was pre, pre phones, obviously. But the, the idea of that is, you know, mm-hmm. I love that. I, I love public parks. They're, they're a, a, like an essential vital function of, of Babe, like, you know, a Babe. city or a community, but um it's just it's sad Mm -hmm. just seeing it's just sad seeing people i don't know being completely enveloped in themselves rather than uh i don't know kind of like living within reality
0: Mm -hmm. no dude absolutely you're right i mean like i think about that stanford prison or not this prison experiment the stanford experiment where they told a kid if he wait they put a marshmallow in front of a kid or whatever chocolate and they told him if he waits 15 minutes he'll get another (laughs) one the delayed gratification and you know i went for a hike about a month ago and i got to the top and i mean just like the dopamine and serotonin that get released in your brain when you finally get to look out of that view after all that hard work like the delayed gratification you're like this is so unreal but nowadays it's like so many people won't even do the hike because they're like, bro, yeah, I can but just dude, dude i on my phone. That's, you know? such, that's such a great example and because,
1: like... and I think what you just said is correct. Or they'll get to the top of the mountain and instead of cherishing the natural view that they have, they will take a picture of it and invest all of the like labor, work, mm-hmm. everything else into that fucking digital representation of like an <laughs> yep. actual experience. And it's, I fucking, that's why I don't have Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just can't mm-hmm. stand it, man. It's fucking, it, it really does fuck up your brain. Man. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm and you know it's like i have this i have instagram twitter facebook and like i love them all but at the same time like i hate them and i guess at this point i can get rid of them but in college like i remember being so dependent on just like group chats over these things it's like if a person like for the vast majority of, of someone's life nowadays even if they didn't want to have social platforms there's a lot of situations where you're kind of forced to get it or just be yes completely. You're, in a you're lot of obligated ways, you know? to have
1: a social media presence, regardless of if you want to or not. Like that's that's
0: yeah yeah. And people nowadays look at you like you're weird if you don't. They're like yes oh, exactly. You it's like you don't you have a fucking it, you know? Instagram. It's like... like
1: what? Have you even been alive
0: for the last twenty years?
1: It's like yeah, I have. I like, have been <laughs> <in this> vacuum, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know? But it's I don't
0: know. Um... Hmm. Hmm. Well, as you know, Alex, I really appreciate you coming on today. And we'd like to end every episode by asking our guest and myself one question that can be anything from extremely personal to something as simple as what's your favorite ice cream. Okay. What's the most you experience today.
1: you've ever endured? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't answer that.
0: That is a, uh, <laughs> I mean, I okay. was like, let me oh, think oh, on it You probably answered one. this before. Uh, what,
1: what, uh, what do you predict the Eagles record this year? Final record.
0: Um, that's, first right. off, we're going to be division fucking you know chance at probably happened, like 6-9-1. But... and one. Uh, Dude, the Bro, Eagles are dog
1: shit this year. They're like lifelong Eagles fans I know that are jumping ship. It is so bad.
0: Bro, have you seen our division? Dak just got, I mean, as much sure, as I hate the Cowboys, sure. I feel bad for Dak. Yeah. But like, the Cowboys are shit. <laughs> the Washington football team can't figure the fuck out.
1: The oh, Giants man.
0: haven't won a goddamn game. And Dallas is lucky to be 2-3 and three right now, like. And I have $100 mm. riding on it with a buddy who's a Cowboys fan, so uh, I need the fucking Eagles to win. But I got a yeah, feeling we're going to make it, it to the class way, of 6-9-1. put it
1: that way, yeah, yeah, it could happen. I mean, I guess the AFC South is uh, finally uh, more competitive than the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Ooh, ask me something second, good, my please. my question to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Give, me, give me a second to think here. I always say like, yeah, I can edit it out in post, but I'm just, I'm just okay. gonna let the audience roll with my pondering. I fucking had a question too, and just fucking slipped my mind. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, kind of as we've been talking about, if you could pick one political ideology for the American like government to kind of run with, and it could be like a hybrid, you know, obviously nothing's perfect, mm-hmm. but what do you think you would pick? Um, I'm a And you can say, like, I'd privatize this industry. I I think my answer is a lot more simple. Um, Um,
1: I'm a big fan of accelerationism, if you're familiar with that. Uh, So accelerationism is is the idea that capitalism uh, should be accelerated instead of overcome to generate social change. So what I am hoping for is that, well, I mean, I'm not really so, so much for it in the economic sense. I, I kind of just want to like usher the apocalypse in. Like, I want the world to end as, as an accelerationist. So, like, that's how <laughs> I define myself politically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. That's I, fascinating. Yeah.
0: Besides, like the whole besides the whole apocalypse. Yeah, thing, we gotta I'm we gotta Florida. just keep
1: going until we can't go anymore.
0: Hmm. Well, Alex, thanks for coming on the Ben Mucker podcast. Any Ben Muckers, thank you for tuning in today. And. uh <laughs> Stay safe out there. Maybe spend less time on your phones. Yeah. do for, hey, for having hi.
1: me, Connor. I really enjoyed it.